Welcome to episode 137 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I am better than most, not as good as some. How are you? Hey, day by day, getting along, surviving. More on that in a second. Uh, yeah. Let's kick it off. An oozle fence selection right out of the chute, Dave. But in uh, your your taste yeah, buds yeah, already watering, I'm, you're already I'm puckered already... up. Like, Ooh. but yeah. hey, you know, just put that in reserve because apparently oozle fence makes a wide variety of beers, and we're drinking real beer, which is a pale Keller beer, K E L L E R B I E R, which is everybody knows is German spelling of beer. So five percent zero IBUs. I'm guessing this is like Oozel Finch's Budweiser Miller Coors. Sounds like a plan. So let's get this one started. You know, I can get that part of my palate that was ready for. Right, and that's and it almost. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I don't judge this inaccurately because I've loved their sours so much, and now here we're just drinking just plain Jane beer. So. And we're both going out of the uh, Bell's Hop Slam glasses, which we just discussed. Yeah. Should be coming out shortly because it is kind of a seasonal deal. And yeah, I do cheers. feel pretty sophisticated with this. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a badass glass. Hey, what's going on there? A little a, a heavy Budweiser on the note. Yeah. All right. We've had this style before. Yeah. Um, I want to say, oh, and I'm not going to think of it. I know the logo is a, is a rooster. Or, a, uh, God, what brewery is it? Never mind. Vivi- yes. Vivian. Vivi- Vivian or Vivant. V-I-V-A-N-T. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I'll have to go back and look that up. Yeah. I don't think it's the big red cock though, because no. I think that was had a little twang oh, yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'll mm-hmm. enjoy this. Like I say, it's, it's different when you're expecting something from Oozle Finch and you don't get it. Yeah. Well, right out of the gate, Mike, we've got to go to this segment. <laughs> Nothing major, but a faux pas nonetheless. Caught by both Grandpa Blackhawk and. My lovely wife, Liz. Um, my fuck you last week for running out of gas was to the GMC Blazer. I don't Apparently, GMC GMC is not a thing anymore, or they just don't make the Blazer anymore. Because I was corrected, that's a Chevrolet Blazer. Yeah. Well, but yeah. GMC, and but I was because I was envisioning envisioning the GMC on the grill, and so I was bound and determined to, to prove those two assholes wrong. And I went out in my grill and like. No, that's just the Chevy logo. It's not GMC. <laughs> so it's a Chevy Blazer that ran out of gas and needs a more accurate fuel gauge, not the GMC. But is GMC so GMC is no more? Or what is it? I, no, I'm a I mean, car idiot. No, GM GMC is a thing. I just I can't remember. Obviously, they they use the same chassis and the same body styles ish as right. you know their their Chevrolet counterpart. But I don't know what they call uh, off the right. top of my head right now because. You know, which is kind of weird because I should probably get the idiot, you know, um, the, the 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 idiot prize because my son has one. We have a Chevy Blazer. It's a 2005, mind you, but yeah. So I didn't even catch that either. And, and I guess I always just thought it was, you know, a, you know, sister companies or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, so 
the Chevy Blazer fuel gauge needs to be way more accurate for my liking. <laughs> uh, ba- going back to the fuck you of episode 136. Um, all right. Got to kill the mood here just a little bit, Dave, for a second. Uh, I think I received more uh, Facebook texts, Facebook messages and texts than we have listeners. But to any listener who doesn't know, my mom passed away. One of our, you know, I'm going to, and Grandpa Blackhawk's going to be mad at this. I'm going to say our most loyal listener because she actually got involved on oh, Facebook. And hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but this is true. Okay, so yeah. yeah. So so now now Grandpa Blackhawk is our most loyal listener. Because <laughs> I'm not sure this podcast is going to be a lie, loud in heaven. So, but, you know, yeah. it's to be determined. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Depends she, on how explicit they allow it, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, we may have to go with the PG version, the censored version for, for heaven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so my mom passed away on Monday. Everybody who's reached out to me on Facebook, text, thank you very much. Greatly appreciated. Um, you know, I know, you know, the, the, the thing people say is let me know if there's anything you can do. That's greatly appreciated. I've been on the other end of this when, you know, I've had a friend or, you know, somebody lose somebody. It's something you say. I mean, there's really nothing you can do. Um, I'll miss my mom. I think she went out on her terms. 81 years. That's uh, uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, greatest. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, everybody, thank you for keeping me in your thoughts and prayers, me and my family. Greatly appreciate it. And before I get too choked up, we're going to move on to other things. And now people are going to say, and this is, again, another example of, Seinfeld imitating life is like, you know, I you know I get tears in my eyes over the fucking Red Sox, but I can get through that speech on my mom with no tears. It's like that. She's like, oh, your grandmother passed away. Oh, that's okay. Wait a second, you cry when you you cry when you break your shoelace, but not when you're yeah, it's no big deal. And then that episode of the Seinfeld. So anyway, thank you everybody. Um, and as a result of vacation and everything, I'm way behind in my podcast, but we'll get to that in a second. Um. And I went to my phone day for a reason, not the reason you think. So, well, that's uh, gonna be hard for me to help you then. Well, so what were we talking about, my mom? Yeah. Oh, okay, oh. yeah. So anyway, as a tribute to my mom, I'm gonna read a couple of responses to the Mount, the Rush- Mount Rushmore Mount of Rushmore last question, week, yeah. when the the question last week was top five movie roles, and the way the the way I'm giving the tribute to my mom is she would always bust my chops. Mike, if people, you do Mount Rushmore and people comment on the Facebook and everything, and then you never mention it the next week. You got to mention it if you want listeners to, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, mom, whatever, you know, what, you know, whatever, mom, you know, yeah. you know, when, you know, when you get billions of responses like you and I did, we, we can't read, we can't read <laughs> the them all. The is just too big. We can't read them all. So, but tonight I'm going to read just a couple, I'm, you know, um, uh, I probably won't read Jamie Wendy's, but I do give Jamie Wendy a dub- double thumbs up because she was the one who called us out on the thing. It's like, this is too big a category to limit me to yeah. four choices. There are a lot the- of good movie choices, and she's right. I mean, it is, is a good category, a tough category to reduce to four people. It is. So so thanks, Jamie, but hey, our pod, fuck you. <laughs> um, but uh, Nate, uh, the big dog from Spilling the Nachos, yep. who... Just came out with episode 
episode number 60. And they better have paid tribute to me because everybody knows that was my high school football number. So I better be mentioned many times, Nate. Um, so anyway, so back to the text message. Nate's Mount Rushmore. Hans, Hans Landra, Christopher Waltz, Inglorious Bastard. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and here's one, Nate. Yeah, that's actually a good one. Somerset. Edged out your guy right here. John McClain, Bruce Willis, a diehard. Yeah. And I went with Somerset over John McClain. Excellent choice. Uh, he agrees with, agrees with me. The Joker, Heath Ledger from The Dark Knight. And then Major Marcus Warren, Sam Jackson, The Hateful Eight. So that was Nate's selection. Let me get to my Facebook Messenger. So yeah, I can, and, every response is bringing up in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, the the John McClane one is. Um, all right, so. Come on, where, let me find my mom. This is the one I wanted to fucking do. Are you telling me that? Uh, let's see here. Is it on the... Uh, I don't think... She might have texted that to you because I don't remember seeing that on the Facebook post. Well, geez, my tribute went right down the window. I know it was a Facebook message unless she sent it to the... To your, to your personal one. Uh, I'm looking right here... Mount Rushmore best movie roles. Posters here. So figure yeah, out there's yeah. Jamie's. Yep. There's Justin, Zach, Cam, Bill. Right. And, and I know my mom I know my mom was a Facebook message. I don't know what account she Facebook messaged. But here, I'll read it. Oh, here we go. Cause the last Facebook messenger I got from my mom. Here, well, I'm reading some of those on the Facebook page, Dave. Yeah. Uh, hey, um, listeners. Little clunkiness here, right up, right off the start. But hey, I'm going through a lot of, I, I'm dealing with a lot of shit here. Get off my back. Um, so while I look up the Facebook things, I want you to go. Can you get to our the Mike and Dave Facebook Messenger page and sign in? Oh, and I'll read some of the the Facebook pages. All right. So Mount Rushmore comments. All right. So so yeah. So Jamie Jamie Wendy, you know. Mickey Haller, Matthew McConaughey on The Lincoln Lawyer, uh, DiCaprio, uh, Jordan Belfort of Wolf of Wall Street, which ironically enough is also on my son Justin's list. I'm not even sure I've ever seen The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Dustin Hoffman as uh, Rain Man on The Rain Man. And oh, then, you'd, you'd love Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, fuck is like a... <laughs> Yeah, it's a, like a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a colorful, right. flowery adjective used to describe pretty much everything else. And then she took Sally Fields, Sally Fields as M. Lynn of Steel Magnolias. I'm not going to read your animal mentions, Jamie, because it was a four-category event. Uh, my son went uh, DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street, Ledger from The Dark Knight, Jamie Lee Curtis from Laurie Strode from Halloween, and Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool. I, I fucking oh, forgot that, all about Ryan Reynolds. One, absolutely. Um, Zach, Zach, McCle uh, Zach James, I believe, is, yeah, that's Zach McClellan who fucking rags me on the uh, the Red Sox Blue Jays, so I shouldn't even read his. And now I fucking, there it is. Anyway, he went with uh, Mark Wald, Mark Wahlberg as Marcus 
Luttrell in Lone Survivor, Bradley Cooper as Chris Kyle in American Sniper, and Heath Ledger as the Joker, so apparently he's only got three on his Mount Rushmore, as does Cam Wendy, Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. I fucking hate that movie, Cam. <laughs> Robert De Niro and The Irishman, Kevin Costner in The Untouchables, so another Kevin Costner role on Mount Rushmore. And uh, Bill Alsop, Kirk Douglas, Spartacus. Most people on ha- most people on Facebook have no no clue. Dustin Hoffman, Benjamin the Graduate. All right. Thank you for those. So, I, and if she had if she didn't respond to any of them, I she my mom and I'm pissed off. And well, let me all right. So, anyway, mom, I read some Mount Rushmores from the previous week. So now you can truly rest in peace. So anyway, Dave, I've been doing all the talking. How was your week? Uh, my week. Other was... than thank you very much for taking care of Ruby uh, on the spot. I know you had planned for a day or two, but then Stuff events happened. happened and and yeah, absolutely. You no, and Shelly was... stepped up. Thank you very much. And yeah. Jamie. And Jamie came. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. She helped she... out when you guys weren't there. Yep. Greatly appreciated. Ruby's alive and. There was no shit or piss on the carpet. So, hey, all was well. I got to be honest with you, though, Mike. The first walk we took, I'm like, damn, this is Mike Peters' dog right here. And, I t- yeah. and I'll tell you why. You you tout your OCD. Yes, I do. You know, ism regularly. So we're walking, and we get to the end of Madeline, right? And I cross Miller, and I yep. get to the sidewalk. And you're going to go right? Turn, she wanted to go left? And I turn right. And I thought that frickin' leash was around a fire hydrant. And she's looking at me. I'm going. And she, she's like, where are you going? We're going this way. And and listeners, Dave and I did not rehearse that. But it's funny because my, my older sister, Jen, when she takes Ruby for a walk, she has a different path. I let Ruby walk. You know, so when we get to the fire station, yep. if she goes to the stop sign, I'll go to the longer route. But oh. we've done, since my knee surgery, we have not done any of the longer routes. So now she's just on that leash. Yeah. And she hits the corner, doesn't even hesitate for me, and I just follow behind her. Right. And that's why I noticed you saw the fray in the leash. I did. Yeah. And I took that out on our walk today because, like Liz, Ru- Ruby pref- would like to prefer that extra two or three inches that that <laughs> cut in the leash is giving her right, but I see where you tied it up because you say, "Well, this could rip, and the dog's going to run away." But oh, it's, Ruby it's, and I like to live on the edge. You, you apparently do because it's more than halfway through the leash. So, and and you know, if you're on the rail trail, you're bound to meet some other dogs and people or whatever, or get a deer or some kind of animal cross over the cross over the uh, the trail. Anyway, but, back uh, to your story. So, when you yeah. went right, did you go your way or did you accommodate her and turn around? I'll be honest with you, she hadn't gone at that point, and I know that, you know, like when we take Duke, when we get to the rail trail up Miller a little bit, you know, the grass is right there, so it's easier to just kind of shuck that stuff off into the grass, and then you don't have to, like, I'll pull up a root or find a stick, and I'll just kind of, like, play hockey (laughs) with it until I get it out into the weeds, but... um, But then the second thing came along, and so um, the first time I just walked her... um, once or twice, just me. But then we started taking Duke in the morning. And so I noticed when she was up front, you know, she's always kind of like, the the leash, the leash was somewhat loose. You know what right. I mean? She felt, 
obviously she felt comfortable at her pace and I could walk behind and no big deal. But she just kept she just kept checking over her shoulder, yeah. checking over her shoulder, seeing where Duke was, you know what I mean? Uh, but then we had an instance where I think she stopped to, to poop and Shelly and Duke walked past her. Well, she's a competitive little shit. And so, I mean, uh, like your competitiveness yeah. must have rubbed off on her or whatever, but... I mean, she did not like what in any way, shape, or form being behind Duke. Like, I mean, oh. I had, I was, it's a good thing that I tied that yeah. leash in a knot because it probably would have snapped. Because, I mean, she was just yeah. like, pull, 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 pull. I could have done the Iditarod. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was like pulling so hard. But as soon as she got in front of Duke, boom, she's got into pace right. and, you know, she's chill and she's just checking behind, yeah. checking behind, yeah. making sure. And, Motherfucker, you better stay back there because I'm leading this thing she, right now. Yep, she, yep. She always likes to know what's behind her when when the dogs pass. Like, and then that she likes to catch up because she tries to kill me when we're walking and she sees another dog up there. She tries to get faster to get up there. Mm-hmm. And and like I, I don't like dealing with the the bullshit of pulling the, everybody apart. So I'll like faux tie my shoe or something. I gotcha. And then. It's far enough out of reach, and she's like, ah, fuck it. And then <laughs> right. it's like that. But yeah. um, but it was all good. Yeah, she was good, and, um, you know, uh, taking her out was worked out well, and, yeah, it was all good. Perfect. Um, all right, so obviously being on vacation. Yep. How was it? Uh, real good. You know, other, <laughs> other than that one thing. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Boy, the last two, I, I don't know if it was just like the adrenaline of, all right, man, this quest is finally over. And like when I when I started this, Liz and I started this quest, Liz has a few to go to that. I mean, she hasn't been to Cleveland. She hasn't been to Toronto. Um, in, the, it, in the event we have a new listener, for whatever reason, just explain what oh, the quest yeah, is all about. Oh, the quest is I see a ball game in every game, every park in the major leagues. And Colorado's number 29. Houston was number 30. Asterisk, of course, which my son Nick is quick to point out. Uh, Liz went with Sean Peets and Lawton Peets with Nick, and they've actually seen a game in Cincinnati, whereas... Justin, myself, Nick, and Liz only went to the park, sat in our seats, spent probably $250, $300 on food, alcohol, and souvenirs, and got rained out and couldn't make the rain-up game because we had a Columbus Blue Jackets game the next day. So, But I'm still counting that. You spent $300 in a fucking park. You were at that fucking park. But the, and you saw any players. And we sat in our seats. Even if they came third out baseline, they were ten. It was 10 rolls off the, the uh, third base dugout. Perfect seat. Mother Nature didn't cooperate. Um, but uh, yeah. uh, Yankee Stadium, where the Rangers play and where the Braves play. I'd like to circle back and see those because those three teams got new parks during the quest after I had been to those three stadiums. And... Number one, I don't know why Yankee Stadium went new because what a cathedral, I mean, a cathedral the old Yankee Stadium was. Nothing special, but it was just baseball, 27 world championships. And then the Rangers and Braves, I honestly don't know why they got new stadiums because they were relatively new when I fucking went there. (laughs) And then they they replaced them. So 
but yeah, so anyway, so I don't know if it was like, man, the quest is finally done. These are, but man, Coors Field was very nice. But Minute Maid Park, it, it legit, and I take Fenway out of my rankings because I'm biased, although there is no better seat than on top of the Green Monster. I, I take them, I mean, cause quite quite honestly, other than nostalgia, fin, other than nostalgia and sitting on the Green Monster, Fenway Park is a dump. I mean, there's obstructed view seats, they're, they're rickety seats, yeah. tight corners, and it's just, I mean, it's a, fuck, it's the oldest park in the majors. Yeah. Or second oldest behind regular, whatever, one or two. Get off my case, Dick. Um, so I take that out of the rating. And it was PNC Park where the Pirates play, maybe have a new sponsor. And then it was AT&T Park. It's a new park now because they've got a new sponsor where the Giants play. But I honestly think I'm putting Minute Maid Park in Houston as the yeah. best stadium that we're in. And the only drawback to that trip, I was so amped. We looked around. Seats were good. Verlander was fucking dominant. The guy's 197 years old, and he's 13 and three with an ERA of 1.82 whatever. Um, and I, I had beers, but I, I did not have one. We did not have one thing to eat inside Minute Maid Park. It just, like I said, I, I think we were just too focused on the game that we were right under the railroad tracks, in fair territory in the foul pole. And left field was a smidge to our right. Okay. I mean, so yeah. we, we were in fair territory. Didn't get a home run ball. The home runs were hit more to left center, center field. But, I mean, it was, yes, I mean, I love Minute Maid Park. I say, I wish they had kept the hill, but they got rid of that years ago. And um, one other thing that I'll mention on vacation, and then we'll rate this beer, Flying Saucer Draft Emporium. Found that just before the game. Absolutely fabulous place. Uh, Two-story place. Minimum 30-some beers on tap. This I mean, is in uh, Houston. Yeah, in Houston. It was, our hotel was two-tenths of a mile from Minute Maid Park. Draft Emporium was about a half mile on the same street uh, as our hotel. And then we just came back and went to the game. And I had a uh, flight of... The Eighth Wonder Rocket Fuel, which was a Vietnamese coffee porter. Fucking amazing. It was excellent. I had the Great Divide Car Camper Hazy Pale Ale. That is, and I actually had that beer at our hotel room on Monday night in Denver. And that was fabulous. Odell Trees Shelter Shaker. That was an IPA. It was drinkable, but... Not it was clearly the weakest of the three, and then I had a um, PAA bomb. I don't know what PAA stands for, but it was a stout, thirteen percent, and it was just below the coffee porter. The thirteen percent was smooth as silk. Don't know if I could have drank much more than the the flight. The but flight. I mean, <laughs> but what I mean, what a cool place too. I mean, then you you the you put a saucer. Obviously, if you're, you're going to be there enough. You, they'd put Dave Dawson, flight football and anything else, number 288. And then you'd go there and then, like, you number 288 is kind of like Loggers does with the beer club. Yeah. The mug yeah. club or right, whatever The mug club, yeah. But obviously um, this was way bigger. And, I mean, it was, a, it was a great establishment. And what was it called again? Flying Saucer Draft Emporium. That's a pretty cool name. So, um, yeah. 
right, quickly. I know you finished it. What we've watched. Umbrella Academy. Does it look like there's another season or did I can, it did I can it, answer that question. Yes. As of 19 days ago, nobody Netflix nor another network has picked it up. But did okay, so now did it end? Can you can you live with yourself? Television viewing speaking, obviously we know you can live with yourself. If they do not have another episode, can you live with yourself the way the season ended? I I, I had to look it up because I'm obviously I'm very specific about 19 days ago, as you know the last yeah. article I read, nobody had picked it up because the way it ended was, yeah this this could go on because that whole series. You know, oh, yeah. it's just like it just keeps reinventing itself. Oh, exactly. And reinventing you know, back and forth, and, and back, back and yeah, forth, exactly. and whatever. And you got time travel involved, so it obviously could go on, but it also ended in a way where you're like, "Huh, is that it? Did yeah. it just did it just end? God, that would suck if it ended." Right. From a standpoint of, I just you know, I enjoyed the, yeah. All right. So and so, I would say. No spoilers. I'm not going to tell you like what happens, but have you ever seen the regular show? It's an animated show. Um, Mordecai and Rigby and no. Okay, so this it's an animated. I would say like almost like on Adult Swim. I don't think it was on Adult Swim because it's but it's it's for older kids. Right. It's definitely not a younger kids show. It's for older teenagers, college, you know, twenty something and on. But the regular show would always have a show. It would have a theme, and you'd watch it, and it, you know, blah blah blah, and it'd move along, and it, you know, it's funny, and but the ending was always like bizarro, right? Right. And so, you know, um, I be- I believe the the creator of this one that took it from the comics, to, I think his last name is Blackman. I yes. Mean, the ending is bizarro. All right. Well, so, and and the reason I haven't finished it, Liz and I got home. We were still wound up from our trip last night. We had eight, nine, and ten to go. Yeah. We usually don't like to leave one in the chamber, so we watched episode eight last night. All right, hey, we'll get up tomorrow. We'll watch nine and ten. Yep. Well, I get up this morning. I'm gonna watch the replay of uh, SummerSlam. Have my cup of coffee. I'm walking in there, a cup of coffee. <laughs> almost, it, it was almost like a backfire of a top field dragster from the back of my TV. Oh. And, and I'm like. Hmm, that's not good. <laughs> and Liz, I thought it was the bulb. Liz looked at the bulb. She said the bulb looked good. I'm not even going to have it. Whoa, I'm not whoa, even gonna... whoa, 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 whoa. Needle across the record. Needle. We bought this fucker from Circuit Needle City in record. 1998, bro. <laughs> what? Did you say there's a bulb yes. in your TV? Yeah. And about a year and a half ago, I spent $180 at Steve's <laughs> TV, and the guy said, well, you got lucky here because they don't even make these things anymore. I'm surprised well, no. we had one. Oh, my God. I'll t- I you know what I don't know if it's a little buyer's remorse from the TV that hangs above the the fireplace. Right. The TV in the front room. I'll, I the listeners can't see me pointing, but the TV in the fucking front room. I, dare I say I like it better than the one on the wall? Like I say, the one on the wall might be a little buyer's remorse because the one on the wall costs a fuck of a lot more than right. that one that just took a shit today. Yeah. But it, this is a, this to the point where like, okay, it's not even if it's not the ball. It's not. I mean, the guy could probably. Steve's could probably fix it, 
But it's probably going to be about eight, nine hundred dollars, and he'll say, "I don't know how long it's going to last." No, you could get a, you could get oh. a, you could get a sixty-five to seventy-five inch right now for, you know, a decent like right. an Element or even a, I don't know if you get a Vizio, you get a Vizio for five hundred and fifty right. bucks or something. So, that, but like I said, that old girl is good to us. Liz knows we bought it while we were here. And it was while Circuit City was open, so it's 1998 to 2001. Sure. And I love that TV. So anyway, we weren't able to watch it. So did you? So did you call the local? Like I think it's called Nimmergood or something like that. The crane company to come yeah. and take it out of your house. No, that house TV's or? as light as a feather. Oh really? Oh yeah. That fuck. That's what I'm saying. That that oh. it's a Samsung and it's a beaut. It's a I might just have to see what it's going to cost. I it's might, a beaut, Clark. You, know you know how you restore shit, you know. Um, anyway, what has to be the longest first segment in flight football and anything else history, I never would have said this. Final thoughts on the Umbrella Academy. I never, ever would have said this years ago. I don't know if some phobias or whatever. That just gave it away, my answer. But who is your favorite character on the Umbrella Academy? I have two. I mean, I was thinking about this. Klaus, obviously, Boom! Yeah, Klaus is, is right fu- at the top. And, and 20 years ago, I would have fucking absolutely hated that character. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, right. could, maybe for obvious reasons. But maybe five, five is right up there. Just because five? I appreciate like how intense and yeah. how smart this guy is and doesn't have any time for anybody's but, bullshit. And he's my number three. My number two... And I and I shame me because I can't. I, her name always escapes me, but um, Diego's girlfriend, wife, Lila, or L I, L I got Layla, Layla, Layla. There's something about her. She just I, I like. Her. But yeah. th- so they both worked for the commission, right? Right. So they both kind of like. They don't have any really patience for bullshit. It's like, no. hey, this has got to no. get done. Quit. I, I don't care about whatever you're feeling. Right. Blah, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. And, Let's move but on. Yeah, but They're Klaus, both assassins. Yep. You know. And Klaus, but Klaus is definitely my favorite character. And, I, and 30 I, years ago, I, 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 I would have hated him. This is not a spoiler alert, but I'm telling you, in the next two episodes, you're going to love him even more. All right. Like twice as much. All right. Perfect. Yeah. He, he's a, like he said. He says, my, "My dad, we played uh, bus ball. It's kind of a personal thing." <laughs> um, all right, I think it's you know time yeah. to rate this beer. I've already got it written down, Dave. Not disappointed. Not overly static. It is what it is. It's a real beer. Yep. Two point eight eight. All right. Well, for the same reasons, I'm gonna go three point three five because. No, because this is something I could like have several, as opposed to some of the Oozle Finches, which I thought were very novel and like weren't bad. But I mean, just the sourness, the pure sourness of them, you know, it, I, they would be one and dones. So I don't know if you know if it's a if it's a beer that's a one and done. I can't like I can't right. give it a, a, a super super high rating. But this is something you know I could have several of, and so I gotta go. I gotta get into the three range based on that. All right, well, you're closer to our very few friends that I untapped. 136 check-ins. Oh, wow. Those folks rated it at 3.71. Well, anyway, Dave, second tasting, Merck and Mindy from Austin Brothers Beer Company. Another from the Merck series. 
And to be honest with you, Dave, can doesn't look familiar. Name kind of does, but with Austin Brothers coming out with so many Merck Series beers and everything that's happened in the last week, yeah, head's kind of spinning. May or may not have had it, but 7.1, 50 IBUs. Nanu, Nanu. Nanu, Nanu. Used to be my favorite sitcom. Yeah, right on. And I, I would have thought, you know, you're, you're questioning whether we've had this one or not, and I'm thinking, like, if we did... And my adolescent mind got a lot of use out of Pam Dauber from those keeping square at home. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> now, here's a question. Did bringing um, um, their baby... Um, oh, that, that, made the the series, that made the series work. Jonathan, when Jonathan Winters, Winters yeah, got Jonathan on the program, yeah. absolute shit show. They should have fucking quit long before that. I get the guy. He's a funny guy, but it took it like over the edge too far. <coughs> I, oh, I, don't, I don't know what that, that was. That really upset you, didn't it? No, I, I wish there was a cough button like spilling the nachos has, but I don't have that. But um, it, it made no sense. Yeah, I get Mork was born at his advanced age and then got younger, whatever the fucking premise was of the show. And Jonathan Winters... Some of his shit is good. Some of it is just horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> Probably because of the age difference. But yeah, when 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 Jonathan Winters came on as Mork and, and Mork and Minnie's son, fucking shit show. Cancel it. Gong it. Dudsville. <laughs> we still have a Mork and Mindy board game at at, a, at the cabin oh, at the family run? cabin. Is it fun? I I haven't played it in probably thirty years. I have no idea. Or at least I can't remember. All right. See, now, and, and although when we did our Mount Rushmore of stand-up comics, I don't think I ever mentioned, I I hate Robin Williams' stand-up comic. Really? Um, I don't think it's funny at all. I love him as an actor, and I thought he was brilliant in Mork and Mindy. Yep. Um, Good Morning Vietnam. And maybe we maybe I did discuss this, but I thought it was something I was like, when I woke up kicking the cobwebs out on a Monday it's like, ah, fuck, I wanted to say something about Robin Williams because I don't think his stand-up is funny at all. I thought it was funny, not as funny as, like, his contemporaries, like the Richard Pryors and oh. the... But he was filthy like them. I mean, he was... But he had too many stupid voices. Like a Howie yeah, Mandel kind of a thing you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't find Howie Mandel funny at all. Yeah, okay. So, anyway. Yeah. Little uh, Austin Brothers, Merck and Mindy. I'm going out of the Okavango glass that you brought nice. me. Nice. And that, you also brought me that Deschutes glass. Deschutes that you're glass, out. yeah. I'm starting to think, Mike, we've been to a few places. Yes, we have. Very murky. Yes. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, great. That's Holy great. cow. Yeah, grapefruit galore. Wow. That would be a big, big-breasted porn title. Great Bruce Galore. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> on that note, let's segue to sports. It's, it's, so, it's, it's so funny how your mind just... Well, you know, Great Bruce Galore, I'm automatically going back to something I would have uh, watched on a VHS. Like, yeah, this looks good. So, um, anywho, what we do here is... At this point, Dave, I have kind of just like given up. Am I a Fairweather fan? 
I like to consider myself a poor sport, not a fair weather fan, but the the listeners heard my rant on the Red Sox. They've been as bad since. Yeah. And here's what I'll say about the Red Sox. Oh, wait a second. Before we get to that. All right. So, here we go. Yeah. Ready? I'm ready. Had me a couple of real nice girlfriends. Stop by to see me every once in a while. When I think back about those days, all I can do is sit and smile. Shit. Another one, I know the lyrics. I know I should know the song. Top 40 Billboard, probably top 10. Um... Um. Uh, oh, wait a minute. No. Had a couple girlfriends. Had me a couple of real nice girlfriends. Stop by to see me every once in a while. When I think about those days, all I can do is sit and smile. Oh shit. No, I didn't. I didn't have the lyrics right. It's not. The, it's not the same band and, I thought and, it was. And I was horrible for the first three sentences, but I, I kind of nailed the sit <laughs> you, you and did. smile part. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. the only part. I, I'll, I'll be honest with I that. Did I'll be honest with that. And I'll validate that because the first, the yeah. first, yeah, yeah, the first yeah, couple yeah, sentences, right. I was like, "Who the hell is this?" All right. Um. You know, all I'm going to say is because at first I thought you it was like, but then the genre you would never pick Super Tramp. I actually a, did pick a Super Tramp song, I think, earlier on. But oh, this okay. actually, I picked this because uh, of at the Cell Studio last week with your fetish of this artist. Or I accuse you of a, a fetish <laughs> with this artist. Well, it's this a John Cougar song. There we go. Yeah, that was a super softball. Um, well, shit. I don't own... Here's the ironic thing about this whole John Cougar thing. You look on any of my playlists, I don't think there's a John Cougar song on there. And I, be, I believe you 100%, but that was, these are John Cougar's the only questions you get right, so I went with another one. And Okay, read it again. Sorry. All right. All right, so wait a second. I was thinking I, Super gonna, Tramp all the way. I'm going to hit you with the I'm gonna, girlfriend. I'm going to hit you with the first two lines of the song, All right. which I thought was going to be a dead giveaway, so I went with the second. So go with refrain. The, yeah. Refrain. Chorus. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not no, chorus. chorus is what refrain. You're, yeah, right. so I hit you with the second refrain. So I'm going to. I was born on the outskirts of town in an eight hub and an eight room farmhouse, baby. Yeah. Right. It's, I'm not, che- it's Cherry Bomb. Yeah, that one I don't like as much. Well, uh, yeah, it's not, you know, I, I mean, I can't keep giving you Jack and Diane Lears. <laughs> Fuck, we've covered them all. So, all right, anyway, back to sports. All right. All right, so what we have is what do I want the Red Sox to do here in the next, I think the trading deadline is 4 p.m. on the 2nd, which is Tuesday. I think you want him to. I, I think you want the the management to trade all of them, don't you? Well, I want them to do something if they're not going to resign them. So here's the deal: because now Devers is hurt, the story is hurt, and I'm not blaming this horrible shit fucking show as a baseball team on injuries. I mean, they're terrible. 
They did beat the Brewers today to salvage a fucking getting swept. And they usually do well against National League teams. They're like three games out of the wild card, three or four games out of the wild card. So they're still in contention for the wild card. So w- there's one of two options. How is do. that? How is a team that gets beat 28 well, to I, 5? There's because there's 177 wild card teams and only 172 teams, <laughs> okay. or only 100. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I mean, so everybody, everybody gets a medal. So, um, so here's a, here's the two options: sign the players you got, take your lumps this year, and move on and keep moving forward, or dump every single solitary asset you have. Try to get as many viable pieces to make a run. Because, hey, if you do get one of the wild card, it's the old dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. And then if that doesn't work, then you blow it up and you're going to have probably two or three seasons of absolute misery. And then you can kind of rebuild the way the kind of the Astros did. Um, you know, but if you're not going to resign Devers and Bogarts, you might as well do that. You might as well sure. say, "Hey, let, you know, let's go after Juan Soto. We're going to trade for him, give everything we got, and then we're not going to sign him because because Juan Soto is signed till twenty twenty four, which is why I, if I were the Astros, I would fucking dick tease that motherfucker. I said, <laughs> "We offered you four hundred forty million dollars. You fucking ride on this fucking team, and we won't get a." fucking dirty sneaker for you when you become a free agent and we hope you fucking blow both your knees out and you're on my team and we're going to just rot with you. $440 million is a fucking nice offer. He's going to get more. He's going to get more. And, and hey, kudos to The only to him. person kudos. that could get more is the person that won the Mega Millions. Yeah. Nine, I, I was going to buy a ticket in Texas and said I, I've lost in so many states I'm not even going to fucking bother. No, but the the if you get the the one time payout, I think you actually receive seven hundred and forty seven. Was there only million. one winner? I believe so. And the, and and the I one winner, from, I haven't heard from At the Fishman Eight since he told me he bought a ticket. So maybe he's the winner. Maybe and and the person that won only bought one ticket. Only bought. See now that's it. I'm 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 gonna I'm fucking claiming government scam bullshit. All right. This is taking come a little on. turn away from sports, but right, yeah, but come go on. ahead. One fucking ticket winner is going to win. Well, the, the sign a that I saw, the sign that I saw in Texas, and Texas must be part of the Michigan because it's multi-state. Sure. And the sign I saw was nine. It was nine hundred ninety-nine million. And fit and, and one point zero five four. And that's efficient. Fish yeah. said they're thinking it will be over a billion. Yeah. Right. And now, conveniently, one person had the winning numbers. It's the, the the states legit took that money in. Yeah, I I don't think they're paying it out. That I, that's you you worry about who fucking killed John F. Kennedy, not me. I fucking worry about the this, this ain't nobody fucking won that much money. <laughs> and unless unless I want listeners, uh, tweet at epod ffa, uh, Facebook flight football and anything else. Text Email. me at, you know at, text me at nine eight nine. You know my number. We only have five listeners, so you all have my number. So, you know. Yeah. You have a legit proof that Joe Schmuck is the guy that won that $750 million. I'm fucking calling bullshit on these multi-state governments. It's all a racket. Could be. 
So anyway, but anyway, back to sports. So, so yeah, so the Red Sox should give up everything they have for like a Soto type, the best pitcher available, and another piece. They fall short, blow the whole fucking thing up. And then for three years, they'll just be a laughing stock. And then with proper development and this and that and the other thing, they can get it together. Or, you know, or yeah. if they're not going to resign Deference and Bogart, trade everybody. Yeah. Trade everybody. Take your lumps today because you're not fucking beating the Yankees in a series. I've it? got an idea. Yes. Mike Trout's hurt again, and I bet you they give him up. They won't and give, the Sox could get them. They won't give Trout up, but there's talk of them trading Otani, which makes no sense to me. So, I mean. Well, yeah, Trout's hurt again, and so I was, the, I was hoping he that, is, he, I was hoping he's to got draw a, something. Like he's a, got a degenerative back condition that his trainer doesn't think will affect his long-term career, <laughs> but he's going to have to play with it the rest of his career. So I'm like, how the fuck is that not affecting his career if he's got to play with a degenerative back condition? But anyway, but yeah, so if you if if you are not signing Devers and or Bogarts, blow the whole fucking thing up. Right. Trade because. Hey, put Sale out there one more time. You know, if he's very good, right? A team will tame like, hey, we could use Chris Sale in a three-game set. But I mean, with what you're talking about, they—I mean, their pitching staff is terrible. Okay, well, the, don't they need to try to get somebody that can pitch? Right. That's what you're saying. Yeah, right. You know, so give it. So you give it every asset you have because yeah. I mean, they've got some talent in the minor league. And minor league talents a dime a dozen. You know, the Baseball America number 92 prospect in the minor leagues may have, may never ever fucking have an at-bat in the big leagues. Right. Because the big leagues is the big leagues and the right. minor leagues is the minor leagues. <laughs> and that's why he's a minor leaguer. But everybody loves these draft picks and prospects and this, that, and the other thing. So... If you're not going, I as a Red Sox fan, if you're not, if you, if they know they're not signing either one of those guys, right? I say fucking just gut the whole fucking thing, go for one last hurrah, trade all your prospects. You fall if you win the World Series, great, and then you're going to have hard times, but you'll have a 2022 World Series title. If you don't want. To re-sign them, then, like I say, there's. Yeah. But this this team is more than, like you said, this team is more than one piece away from making it. But if you're not going to sign these guys, fuck it, go for it, blow the fuck, you know, trade every minor league prospect you have and get the best reliever, the best starter, and Juan Soto. There you go. And say, hey, here we are, you know. Yeah. You know, and then by the time if if you get that last playoff spot, Devers will be healthy, Story will be healthy. Right. Make a run, win your world title, and then fucking don't sign anybody. Could the Red Sox sell the team to the Saudis, and the Saudis could just offer like Judge and um, Verlander and everybody like five hundred billion dollars to come to their team? I think that they've already uh, Alex Rodriguez. You have to clear that with Alex Rodriguez. Right. I think he's already like a minority owner of the Red Sox. So, oh yeah, okay, yeah. okay. so yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, the, the apparently the money's there. Right. And I don't know if that's a good segue into the live PGA stuff. Yeah, sure. But, but anyway. Charles Barkley told them to go get fucked up, by the way. 
Oh, the live? Yeah. Oh, good for yeah. him. He's going to stay where he's at. Nice, nice. Uh, there's a few more people that have gone to the LIV t- tour. Why, but-, but again, wh- here we go back to that. Why the fuck would the LIV want Bubba Watson? What has fucking Bubba Watson done? I have no idea. There, there's probably, to, to some extent, do the people that have the money, uh, the Saudi government, the prince, do they really know like who's who and who's valuable and who can play golf and who can attract... I mean, unless they get a TV contract, it's all for shit anyway. In my opinion, right. if people don't, see, if they can't see them on TV, then that's where the big money is. That's the only way that the MLB is surviving is with TV. Right. Oh, for sure. TV is the 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 goose that and, laid and the golden egg. Yeah, and and, and, the, and and the LIV can't get a TV contract. Right. Not with any of the big three or any other major network that I know of, but. Um, one of our favorite golfers, Tony Finau, is two for two now in the last two weeks. And he's a PGA guy, right? He's a PGA guy. Right. And I'm assuming so since we, he's won two in a row, he's going to stay a PGA guy. Although, see, now that's the guy, that's the guy if LIV goes after him and he signs, then I'm like, okay, well, well then the, that, then that the, makes sense. Yeah. But look, I mean, when was, when was the last time Bubba Watson was relevant? Right. <laughs> No, I mean it'd be just like the LA. Hey, the LIV signed John Daly. Okay, that's cool. I mean he'll have one round of sixty nine and yeah. self destruct with M and M's and cigarettes with a ninety two and not qualify for your fucking tournament. It's like who cares, right? So it's like I just don't. And I, I fuck at forty three, Bubba Watson. I don't blame him for going. It's like well. Gee, you give me how much? Really? <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I could hardly pay my green fees at my local country club. I'll pay, yeah, I'll go over there. It makes no sense. I'm just yeah. I mean, it's all just funny. In the if you look online, and if you know, and, and some of you that are listening are are and you're not, but you know, it's it's this war between who who's who's the LIV getting and you know the PGA. Who are they attracting? Even for the Rocket Mortgage tournament in detroit they typically don't attract they attract one or two big names you know like in the in the top 10 or the right right? but you know they attracted a decent a decent uh, a decent field this week um so i mean it's something like if i were in metro detroit maybe i probably would have gone uh to see some of these players um but uh but yeah moving on NASCAR. I'm going to hold thought to that to our listeners' favorite segment in segment three. Okay, so we won't cover NASCAR. Amanda Nunes. We've yes, covered you. Yeah. We've covered UFC a bit, but not as much as maybe we could have. But Amanda Nunes, if you're looking for, we had the Mount Rushmore of sports goats, didn't we? At one point of the four majors, yes, the four major sports. The four major sports. Yes. Oh, okay. So, you know, UFC was not included in that Mount Correct. Rushmore. Okay, but if you're talking about goats in any sport, I mean, she's gotta she's gotta be at the top of the list for women's UFC. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave or listeners. The UFC fight that was last night where Nunez beat the hell out of uh, Pena, right? Yep. That was a female main event, correct? 
There, yes. there, I don't think there was a, a big name male fight. There on, wasn't. There wasn't. I mean, a there big, were males fighting. On yes, yes, yes. I mean, there was the main ticket for the male for the male side of it for the guys, but no big names that you're like, oh, I. So yeah, Nunez Pena was yeah. legit the main event of right. UFC 2777. Yeah, or whatever it was. Seven, right. All right. Yeah. Did I get 277 right? Yeah. And I even just threw 2,000 in there for fun. Well, I don't know why. Just for fun. Yeah, because I, I actually didn't know it was 277. Yeah. Maybe some of them, yeah, I don't know. Who gives a fuck? But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, she's a badass. And, and I mean, when you talked about, we talked about this before, some of those bantamweight, featherweight fights are brutal yes. for the women. I mean, they just, I mean, they, they you know, the, the guys are technical, you know, and they're trying to, like, you could see the women just want to kill the other one. Yeah. And there was blood all over. I'm just like, it was a little bit, it gets to the point where it's like, holy shit. You know, you're not even looking at the fight anymore. You're like, God dang, there's a lot of blood all over the place. What would you, what would be your price tag? Realistically. I mean, again, not 27 trillion. That's ridiculous. Right. You know, they, you know, as big as flights football and anything else has become, you know, we're on, we're, we're along the lines of, uh, Oh, uh, what those fucking the the ones in wrestling and the ones a boxer, uh, fuck those YouTube sensation. What the fuck's her name? This like, fucking plug is going to Paul. Yeah, there you go, uh, Jake and Logan Paul. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're on we're on the same lines. Uh, oh, for sure. oh. Social media is Logan, Jake and Logan yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Amanda Nunez. Yeah. Wants to fight Dave Dawson. Sure. In a legit fight. Yep. What what are you going to have to do to fight it? But what are you going to have? It to would do? have to be a number that would support hundred thousand dollars. Oh Jesus, no! Oh, I, I'd do it for a hundred dollars. Yeah, you yeah. would. Oh, no, no, it would have to be borderline. She's getting the shocker, for that, and that's going to get her off her game because I'm coming right with the shocker. <laughs> God, <shut up. laughs> no, I mean, because I would die. I mean, I would... oh yeah, she's going to beat her ass. There ain't no fucking doubt about that. But you got to put. A price tag on it. Well, there is a price tag. It would have to be a number that supports some level of generational wealth. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, you're not going to get fucking... You're not going <laughs> to... Fuck you. There's no way you're going to... Fuck, tap out before she beats your brains in. <laughs> Ten million. Well, it oh, beat my brains I did, I did in. I wouldn't even be able to... I wouldn't even be able to raise my arm to pick my nose. I, I mean, did. it's just like I'm going to be sitting there going... I'm, oh. I'm in for 100000 yeah, no. It'd and like I say, because you know, once no, I get to be this, seven figures, you know, at no, least hundred thousand dollars. I'm slipping that shocker. She's gonna get her off for a game, and it's gonna be elbow city right to the fucking nose. Yeah, and then when she comes to, and then she, <laughs> and then I'm getting my hundred thousand. You know, as soon as she comes, you know, she's gonna she's gonna swing and miss. I'm gonna say, hey, I'm out, hey, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might work. Maybe not. All right, so okay. it's kind of a dead season of sports, so what else? It is. Well, that's the only thing. You know, I'm scrolling through today. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out some stuff to, to watch and see if anything's exciting and some of the stuff we mentioned and we're going to mention, like with NASCAR. But uh, then I saw World Axe Throwing, the U.S. Open, and then after that came Knife Throwing. The it, U.S. Open. And oddly enough, I saw the Knife it Throwing. It looked like it was somebody's, in somebody's small pole barn. Right, and what I saw, what I noticed about the knife throwing, it was like, because I, I didn't know there was a difference. Well, obviously, I know there's a difference between a knife and an axe, but I knew that's good. 
every, you know, like with the bearded axe that we went to with yeah. Josh, Jamie, right, uh, Grant, Shelley, yep, you, Shelley, yep, me, Les, yep, had fun, yep. I didn't know there was also knife throwing, so I'm like these because I, I actually t- was flicking channels after the NASCAR race, which is next segment. Stay tuned, folks, and. I'm looking at that. And I'm like, well, that fucking guy's throwing something a lot. It looks a lot easier to throw than what I was fucking throwing. And like, okay, so it turns out it was a knife throw. But what I know is like, just like on the PBA, yeah. the Pro- Professional Bowlers Association, where the line, the lanes are conditioned for these guys to put up two sixty and higher. Right. And I mean, these fucking boards were tender. And oh. then fucking knife for sure. Yeah. We, we're fucking launching fucking axes, uh, you know. And now again, yeah, these guys are better than we are. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but I, I mean, conditions look prime yeah. for this fucking guy to throw a knife. Sure. He's like, I mean, it took him more effort to get that fucking knife out of there than any. You know, I mean, we were lucky, like, oh, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, so. agreed. So I didn't see the uh, the axe throwing, but I did see the knife throwing. Yeah. Uh, two tips of the cap. Sports world. So uh, women's Euro 2022. Why am I mentioning women's soccer? Uh, I don't know, Dave. Yeah, why? I know. Um, it's kind of not that I'm a huge soccer fan. I just happen to be scrolling through, obviously, looking for stuff to watch. But in 1997, there were 350 people watching uh, women's Euro soccer, 350 people today. There was 87, just a little shy of 90,000 people watching kind of cool. I felt good for, you know, those women playing the game. Uh, it was a good match. Um, when you understand a little bit about soccer, you know, there doesn't have to be as much scoring, although that is the Achilles heel of soccer and why it doesn't take a more solid foothold, you know, here in the States or whatever, because here in the States, we we tend to watch games that, you know, produce a lot of scoring. Basketball, uh, football, for the most part, you know. Um, now, baseball, I think they've done a lot of things, right, with the bat and the ball and everything else in the parks to try to make sure there's enough scoring for people to, you know, stay attentive to it. Um, you know, because baseball, sometimes people are like, yeah, watching baseball is like watching paint dry. But I think it's gotten better in the past. Or, right. Not in the past. What, what the hell am I saying? It's gotten better here in the in the more recent times. But, um, yeah, it was kind of cool. So it was a good game. It went into extra time. Uh, England, who had had zero championships ever uh, in that particular contest and uh, defeated Germany two to one who had had eight championships. Then uh, tip of the cap, uh, Bill Russell. Yeah. Bill Russell of the Celtics who uh, 11 NBA championships, uh, five MVPs, probably one of the most respected as a individual players um, in the national um Basketball Association um, passed away at 88. So, 88. Yeah. So tip of the cap to him. So and it went. I, I'm going to go ahead and call it the Pantheon of Greatness. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Okay. So on July 25th. Yeah. My mom passes away. Yep. 
July mm-hmm. 30th or 31st. Yep. Tim Sparky Donovan passed away, who was a uh, special ed slash baseball coach, special ed teacher slash baseball coach at North Elementary. Okay. Uh, actually, at the time, it was North Junior High. And I know Blackhawk Larry's going to correct me on this. I know it was special ed, and I know it was North Junior High. I don't know what else he did, but he coached us okay. in ninth grade baseball. Yep. Called him Sparky because I saw a uh, fucking joint in his car. <laughs> so that's why we, that's why we called him Sparky Donovan. And then uh, Bill Russell today on the thirty first. Yeah. So there they die in threes. My mom, Sparky Donovan, and there you Bill go. Russell. Rest yep. in peace. Yeah. You know, some would some would argue that my mom and you know Sparky Donovan didn't have quite the greatness for Bill Russell, but hey, fuck, they die in threes. You know, absolutely. Bill doesn't want to put any other pressure on fucking famous people to die, so right, whatever. Yeah. So I'll buy that. Um, but yeah. So Anything I, else in uh, sports? No. Uh, oh, the you were going to ask me if I fucking saw SummerSlam. Oh yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah. WWE. Um. I wanted to, and the fucking TV took his shit. <laughs> right. But, and then I go over to, we uh, Liz and I went and checked to see how Bill was doing. Uh, Liz made him a couple, you know, three subs and some uh, right. cheesy, ham and cheesy potatoes or whatever. Oh, those are good. And, you know, and she told him what to do with it. And she, oh, hell yeah. Hey, just want to make sure you're eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we sat down, we talked. I, um, you know, I know my younger sister Caitlin won't probably won't listen to this, but her dad, you know, eh, not standoff. He's just he's different. He's Bill is Bill. Yeah, and you know, if you don't know Bill, he comes off like, wow, that was uncalled for. Or that, you know, he says what's on his mind. Doesn't sure. mean it. Yeah, and we, you know, what, example of what I'm talking about. His uh, friend, one of his friends, you know, came over and said, "Yeah, I've lost thirty pounds." He's like, "Oh." Man, you'd have to lose eighty, you know, to notice. And he didn't mean it as disrespect. It was just like that. That spell. It's like, hey, you know, oh, you'd have to lose eighty for anybody to notice. And the guy lost thirty pounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. But he didn't mean it to badger the guy. It's just yeah. Bill. Yeah. Hey, that's great. You got a yeah. little bit more to lose, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we went over there, and no idea where it's going. To come <laughs> I say. don't either. So. Um, so you oh, went over there. Yeah. Oh, and because the TV blew, I got to put the Peacock app on the TV in the front room. And I got to, because oh, that, yeah. the, the one, remember like three episodes ago where we shared TV knowledge or whatever? Yep. Not TV knowledge. And it was like, wow, we, you know, I, we use Caitlin's Hulu blah, 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 and Liz corrected me. It's like, no, we don't do this, yada, 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 whatever, whatever. We use Justin's Peacock. I don't know Justin's Peacock password. So I couldn't watch it, so I go over there, and then he says, ah, and, and the Usos and the Paul Heyman, they beat Brock Lesnar. I'm like, well, okay, well, I guess I don't have to watch that match anymore. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, the guy, you know, we were over there just to right. see how he's doing. I wasn't going to throw a hissy fit over it. but So, yeah, so I wanted to watch SummerSlam. The one match I do not know about that I will once I sign into Peacock is Pat McAfee versus Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin. But anyway, there's no way the WWE could give Brock Lesnar the title. 
Because he's never fucking there. He comes in for a Vince yeah, payday. Yeah, now right. that Vince is retired, mm-hmm. Brock's probably gone. I mean, you know, because, you know, Brock is, you know, puts asses in the seats. And he's only wrestling for WWE maybe three times a year. So he's not going to fucking beat Roman Reigns for the title. Shouldn't. Exactly. Right. And, he, and so he fucking was laying, he, I guess, according to Bill, he was fucking laying waste, beating ass, kicking ass, taking names, and in a wrestling-type finish. Right. Interference, Roman Reigns retains the title, but Lesnar doesn't have any shame because, oh, outside interference, whatever, whatever. Right. So, but I will go back, because I do have to watch the McAfee-Happy Corbin match, but that's not why... You brought up wrestling, I don't think. No. I brought up wrestling because Ric Flair, right? Yes. Ric Flair is 73 years old. 73. And he's going to get back in the ring. Now you're saying to yourself, I'm not going to watch that. (laughs) I'm not going to watch a 73-year-old guy try to... Based on what I read, okay, I might actually try to watch that well and actually in when it's going to be a tag team match it's going to be rick flair his son-in-law versus uh let me see here lethal and jeff jared all right so i don't know andrade who is uh charlotte flair rick's daughter's husband but uh jay lethal and jeff jared because actually actually a pay-per-view right now because i'm getting live because when you said he was fighting again, I I thought you you know I thought you may have just went you know when you went to the you know that uh, Thumb Brewery I thought maybe you hit a fucking distillery or uh, dispensary <laughs> and you know had some uh, some gummies and like why is fucking Ric Flair fighting? But apparently it's a pay per view going on right now. Right now. Yes. Tonight. Oh. Well, I, yeah. I don't know about literally this. I don't know if that match is literally the second, but it's Sunday night. It's the pay per view, oh. but which is really. I don't know what organization is doing this pay-per-view because um, I thought Jay Lethal was AEW and Jeff Jarrett was just on last night as a special guest referee in the tag team match on the Street Profits and the Usos. And I know we've lost about like nine of our listeners like wrestling. These guys are fucking talking wrestling. Fuck you. It's our podcast. Give me a break. My mom died. Cut me some slack fuckers. Um, and Jeff Jarrett. So, so Jeff Jarrett's in the WWE. I thought Jay Lethal was in the AEW. Yeah. Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal yeah. just fought Samoa Joe <laughs> in the, the uh, death before dishonor pay-per-view last week in the <laughs> AEW. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I'm glad you asked me this because yeah. I'm actually, in, and I want my fucking train. And, and I'm actually texting my sister as we go here because her yeah. husband, Aaron Rip, has no DQ, which is actually a wrestling site, and he's had it for 20 years, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And he's, you know, so, I mean, he, he's he got the knowledge right. of the wrestling business, and I'm trying to find out because I'm very confused because Jay Lethal was in an AEW match against Samoa Joe. I... I let me correct that. To to play Tony Khan's role, it was a Ring of Honor pay per view. Yeah. Which, but Ring of Honor is owned by AEW, so it's kind of like SmackDown Raw. 
And, and uh, Jay Lethal was just in a Ring of Honor pay-per-view against Samoa Joe. So now, but and th- but I know Jeff Jarrett for a fact, because that is the one match last night when we got home from traveling that I watched was the Street Profits and the Usos, and Jeff Jarrett was a special guest referee. So I'm very confused as to what pay-per-view this is tonight, especially when the WWE just gave their big daddy of them all for the summer, SummerSlam last night. Uh, let me see right here. Where are we at? Um, uh-oh. That's an Africa video, Dave. No, 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 no. Ric Flair wasn't in Africa with you, Dave. No. Uh, Ric Flair. Jesus. Ric Flair's last match. Uh, virtually. Uh, live stream. Watch along. Ric Flair. Uh, still not telling me. Um... All right. Well, we'll try. That's another. That's another thing. This is a. I'm sorry. This is a website that's covering it. Um. Batu versus Alexander. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Oh, it's a Jim Crockett promotion. Okay. All right. Am I answering any questions right now? No, you. No, no. It's a Jim. It's a Jim Crockett promotion. So. I guess Rick, I guess Rick Flair just needs the money. I guess. I mean, maybe he should fight Amanda Nunez, and not you and I. <laughs> All right. You know what? Yeah. I think it's time to rate Merck and Mindy. Dave. I think it is too. Um, right. I'm going first. Uh, yes, you are. So, it's definitely got a plunky spirit. Very fruity. Uh, it's a New England, New Englandy. Can I say that? Is that a word? Yeah, sure. It's your podcast. New Englandy. Um, I mean, murky... acor- I mean, according to the can, it's a New England style. Yeah, 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 for sure. Very fruity. Um, it's got the murk to it. Looks like it's got. Now this is this is the other day I was wondering about this. So we're not cicerones yet, right? No, not at all. So when we take the cicerone class, we'll be able right. to. But the galaxy. And then this I have got a feeling, Galaxy, I have not, Calypso, hold that thought, and Dave. Citro. Hold that thought, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Galaxy, Calypso, and Citro. Hold that thought, Dave. I have a feeling I'm going to get kicked out of Citroen class because I'm going into Citroen class and I'm going to be like, I'm getting drunk, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be looking at me like, well, that's not, well, well, if that's not the object, then maybe this isn't the class for me, pal. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, continue. All right, so... The Galaxy and the Calypso are the, I think those are the, the, um, what do you call them? The, the, uh, hops. They're hops, but they're the, the fancy, you know, they're not the good, like the Citra is like tried and true standard. Yeah, it gives it the citrus flavor. Yeah, yeah. But when you get into the Galaxy and stuff. Exotic, or there's another word for it, but I'm going to think of it later because I'm trying to think of it right now as I'm trying to tell the listeners what I'm trying to get across is that... And not doing a very good the, job of it. No, I'm <laughs> doing a horrible job of it. But that's what gives this this like unique New England, very, very fruity, grapefruity... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 3.5. All right. And yeah. in fewer words, you and I are on the same page. 
I liked it way better than the the real beer beer earlier, and I liked it better than our last couple Austin Brother Beer Company selections, like um, Make Love Merc Love Not War, which I pre potted with, and I'm coming in at three point four one, and now almost three times the check-ins of the real beer beer from Oozle Finch. Uh, 419 people check Merck and Mindy, they must be Jonathan Winter fans, at 3.88. Mike, we have to take a time out and talk about the Maple Grill Restaurant and Microbrewery. The Maple Grill is a farm-to-table restaurant serving a rotating menu of local fare prepared over a wood-fired grill by Chef Josh Shading and his team. Brewmaster Len Shading is always busy creating some amazing craft brews, ciders, and seltzers. Grandma Stout is my favorite, and I know, Mike, the Dirty Duck IPA is yours. Check out their website at www.themaplegrill.net and see what's on the food and beverage menus for that day or week. They do not take reservations to dine in, and carryout is preferred using the carryout order link on their website. Regular business hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., closed on Sundays and Mondays. The Maple Grill is located at 13105 Gratiot Road in Hemlock. From delicious burgers, chicken, fish, and steak dinners to pizzas and craft beverages, the Maple Grill is a farm-to-table, wood-fired dining experience. Well, Dave, you know, listeners know, you know, my least favorite part of the night, third and final sampling only because it means the pot is drawing to an end so we have our second oozle finch of the night now i think it's going to be on a different end of the spectrum from the real beer pale keller beer that we had in segment one what we have here is blizzy a fruited milkshake style double india double hazy ipa and clearly the can, if the listeners could see it, is like almost a knock on Dairy you know, Not a knock on it, but it's almost like going a Dairy copyright. Queen. Okay. Borderline <laughs> copyright infringement, but getting away with it because it's upside down. And it's like, hey, it's nothing like that. You know, kind of <laughs> it's like almost a, exactly just, like Just that. like Vanilla Ice said, no, I didn't copy that it's do 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 whereas their song is do 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 that you know so i mean yeah. i think that's where Uzo finch is going here but with the letters upside down i don't know how dairy queen could win the argument it's like hey our letters are right side up so anyway eight percent zero ibus so i'm very 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 curious about this one me too because it doesn't say it's a sour It definitely pours like an IPA. It's got a little tinge of, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah there, and there's some sediment in it. There's so. some particles. But I'm not getting a whole lot of, like, strawberry or... Oh, nothing like that. It, this is strictly IPA. And we're going on a not-a-big-deal glasses. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, there's the fucking milkshake. Holy cow. 
That does not taste like a fucking wow IPA at all. That is a fucking milkshake. That is crazy. Yeah, that, you you go with the, you go on the notes. Oh my! And there's no way that taste is the notes, and it's not sour at all. And the listeners just had to turn down their radio oh, yeah. or wherever yeah, yeah, their their the volume on that because we're like, whoa! But this is this may be Oozle Finch genius because you know how we love their sours. And this on the pour looks like an IPA. On the smell, it's like okay, that's just a typical double IPA. But on the finish, it's. A milkshake. Is it not a milkshake? <laughs> Anything that has had the word milkshake on the can or in the description, it's still been a beer. You know what I mean? Right. But this is like... I mean, this is a milkshake. This is a milkshake. And it's 8%. This is crazy. Yeah. Oozle Finch is... <laughs> wow. Hey, Oozle Finch is God. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Well, yeah, I mean... I'm, <laughs> I'm probably not going to be able to pull that off Thursday at my mom's funeral. What? What's Oozle Finch? Is this some rebel religion rebellious you got going on here? But but that is fucking outstanding. We both like looked at each other. This is weird. I mean, and I I know um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it I'm gonna throw it to our sister podcast. Spilling the nachos, and I know the big dog loves the Uzelfence shop sours, and those are great. I too love the Uzelfence sours, and I'm like, I'm looking at this, milk you know, double IPM, not really sure what I'm expecting, and it's like, you know, because double IPA is like, okay, there's gonna be a fucking punch right to the fucking. Right in the fucking bridge in the nose, you're going to knock you silly. Which I'm good with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah, I'm good with that, fucker. But there's no that's, punch. That, that's the smell. <laughs> right. But on the finish, it's like, wow, this is a milkshake. <laughs> it and it's fucking fabulous. <laughs> that's crazy. That is oh, crazy. Yeah. This is This is by... Would you agree that in our... How many tastings? 400 and some odd tastings? Give or take. This is the most unique. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially when you're, when you're going off the label. Double hazy IPA. You're thinking like a grapefruit type yeah. deal. And then I think that's then, a big deal. This is the most unique in the sense that. Oh, for sure. My God, this is actually a milkshake. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll go along with that 100%. I mean,. I mean, so you're 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 at and not only not only did they fucking plagiarize the fucking logo with the upside down Dairy Queen image, this is a strawberry shake, shake from fucking Dairy Queen. But I mean, I just the, hope they didn't rob us out of the alcohol. I hope there's still eight percent of this motherfucker. But even like even like the Rochester Mills, some of the oh, you know, some of the good milkshake stouts that we've had, and you know what I mean. But this is, I mean, they still never made it to like for me, like a milkshake, like you'd get at a at a, right. which is very. This is a oh my god, this is a absolute phenomenal. Oh, this is a phenomenal segue into my Mount Rushmore that I had for today. So all right, but. 
let's <laughs> let's hope it finishes as it started. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. But this this is <laughs> we're going to have to get this out there because this is actually because it, we're it, dumbfounded. Yeah, we're both. We are, we're very dumbfounded because I don't. I'm not even sure you could convince anybody there's alcohol in this motherfucker. Because there's no alcohol, there's no, there's not a fucking IPA taste to this bitch at all. <laughs> but right. it's like, okay, this is okay. Well, yeah, this is good. <laughs> it is, so, yeah. You know, but anyway, right. all right. So let's, uh, you know, hey. Anyway, Dave, on with the show. Yes, and we'll see how Forward. the old Blizzy finishes. Uh oh. Uh oh. You know what that means, Dave? I do, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. All right, ready? <laughs> as I as I usually am, sure. I can make the rain go any time I move my finger. Lucky me, can't you see? I'm in love. Oh shit! I, I know because I watched Ruby this week. You're probably throwing me some softballs. Again, I know the lyrics. This is this is actually it better not be a John Mellencamp. No, no, this okay. is actually a softball, but it's a fucking filthy fucking slider down and in that you better get. <sighs> Read it again. And by the way, I, I recognize I, I, the I lyrics. Can, I, cannot, I can't get a melody. By the way, by the way, I cannot give you the melody because I don't know it. All right, I can make the rain go anytime I move my finger. Lucky me. Can't you see I'm in love? The lucky me, can't you see I'm in love? I should know that. Life is a beautiful thing as long as I had this, as long as I hold the string. Are you serious with that? That's, um, oh my God. Come on, stupid (laughs) fuck! There ain't no, there's not a That's listener. That's my wedding song. Yeah, fuck yes, it is your wedding song. That's my <laughs> wedding song. It's Frank Sinatra. Uh, World on a String. Oh, there you go. All right. It's like, if there's not a listener live that knows that song, so you fucking better know How it. How did you know that? Come on, Mike. I go to, and it's your fucking 25th next week. Oh, my God. I love I'm you. A I love you. I'm a fucking podcast Thank legend, you. dude. You are. I love you. Thank Give you. me some up top. Boom. Oh, shit, I was... Or on the side. Whatever. Yeah, if this was on YouTube, that was a fucking was weirdest bad. high five ever. Well, no, it's not as weird as uh, Tiger Woods and his caddy. Because those two guys could not high five for shit. For as much hand-eye coordination as those two people had, they couldn't fucking high five. All right, so now... Anyway, um, that was a very weird tangent. But anyway, yeah. You know... You got it. I'll give it to you, but it's like, but I can help falling in love. Wait a minute, that's not World on a that, String. That's mine. Oh, that's and then yours. You, there's not a fucking lyric of that song that you could have gave me that I wouldn't have got. Right. So if you wouldn't have got that, yeah. I'm I, I'm literally thinking I'd have fucking punched you for <laughs> well, Shelly. No. Yeah, I was just gonna say for, for Shelly right here oh, on the no. pod. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so what? Um, I would have. What she wouldn't have even warned next me. Week? I would have gotten. I would no, I because I asked Liz because I was at a blank. You know, with everything that's happened the last week. Yeah. I, I you know I had no fucking song data. And I'm like ah fuck. I mean, you know, I got to fucking think of something. Yeah yeah whatever. 
So I'm thinking, okay, I'll give him something, John Cougar. And then I, I told Liz, I said, text Shelly, what's your wedding song? Tell, she can't mention it today. <laughs> and she and she said, all right, yeah, it, it was this. And it'll be funny that he, if he gets it or not, because this week coming up, I'm not sure which day right. is your 25th. Correct. And, so yeah. what day is Tuesday. it? Tuesday. All right, so Tuesday. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, she would have waited... If I wouldn't have got that, if I wouldn't have at least recognized the lyrics and like, well, that's what I told you when you when I oh said I can't God. give you a melody because I'm not. You know, I would I'm have gotten playing, into I'm not like about. Sinatra. She would have waited a day maybe, but then by Thursday, if I wouldn't have said something, I would have gotten into bed and she would have said, "How's your day, honey?" And I would have went fine, and she would have punched me right in the twig and berries. That's, and, and, and rightly so, right? Because she said it'd be funny if he doesn't get it. And I'm like, all right, well, that's the way we'll go. Um. All right, so I've got the world on a string. Yeah, see, okay. I, I couldn't even give you that melody because I'm like, okay, Sitting never on so. a rainbow. Yep, there you go. All right, so Frank's the best, by the way. Anyway, all right. let's go. Now, you said you had a uh, Mount Rushmore for us. I do. Yep, now, bring it. Now, this is here's here's the thing. And I don't want to make you all of a clempt, but this is such an amazing segue. I can't help but think Mary had something to do with it. Here is my segue. Mount Rushmore of ice cream parlors. So we have Blizzy, which yep. is an which is a fucking milkshake in a beer somehow. I don't know how they did this. Probably with shit tons of lactose and vanilla and everything else, but Mount Rushmore of ice cream parlors that you've ever been to. I well, my number one, without question. I'm gonna, I'm trying to get my factual information straight. I have three that I can think of. So the fourth might be. I've got I'm, one I'm, that's I'm, sketchy. I may, have to, I may have to tap on the fourth, but my number one. Yep. I believe on Court Street Fuzzies. I believe that's where the old city dairy was. And the city dairy yeah. is the greatest ice cream shop of all time. Because we would we went there as a family. Yeah. And I'm you know What made and, it number one though? Oh just, we that that was the treat of the week, you know, for the family. Gotcha. And, you know, I mean there weren't any other of them around. And so it was me, Jen, my mom, and my dad, and we went to City Dairy, and I'm I'm almost certain, and I know if, if anybody can fact check this cocksucking statement, it's Grandpa Blackhawk. I'm almost certain it's where Fuzzies is right now. Okay. But I'm not rating Fuzzies on my Mount Rushmore. I'm rating the old City, city Dairy. The old City Dairy. Okay. Now, ironically, I'll give you my number one. So I grew up in Grand Rapids, right? Mm-hmm. So on what is now the East Beltline South, just before you got to 28th Street, was a place called Farrell's. So I think it's F-A-R-R-E-L-L-S. And so all the the waiters and waitresses had the old... Um, the old ice cream parlor striped yep. uniforms, you know, yep. with the, uh, like, I don't want to say garter 
the garter, th- you know, whatever the hell they had on there. But you could, they would come out, especially if you ordered uh, the big trough. And I don't know what that trough was called. I can't quite remember it. But it, it literally took, it was in one of those giant stainless steel bowls. Probably a, like a three or four gallon bowl. Stainless steel gallon bowl. And they had it, um, you know, two poles and the bowl sit in this um, thing that it rested in. But you like know I could two... turn that into a porn movie. Right? Yeah, I'm sure you could. That's where your mind goes, Mike. Um, but, it, you know, they would, this this siren would, would sound and kind of like you do with a fucking, right. you know, the lyric thing. Um, but uh, they would run out with this thing, you know the two sticks and they would run out and set it down and it would feed like three tables of kids. It's just this massive, massive, massive bowl of ice cream, but you would go there and you could get anything. I mean, just name anything having to do with ice cream and you could get it right. huge. It was this huge, huge place. What was it called? Ferrell's. All right. Yeah. All right. My number two, I'm going to, you know, segue off of our third tasting of Blizzy, the fruited milkshake from Oozlefinch. But I'm going to narrow it down to the Dairy Queen in Mackinac City, Michigan. Again, family heirloom. Uh, my dad's deal was the peanut butter parfait. I, you know, so the Dairy Queen on kind of like, you know, yeah, to the north. To the west of the Keyhole Bar, for those familiar with Mackinac City, there's a Dairy Queen that's been there forever. Right. And just for nostalgia reasons, I mean, I, I guess you can pencil Dairy Queen USA anywhere, but for nostalgia reasons, that as, as a family, that's where we would go. And, you sure. know, my my dad would always, you know, we, we wouldn't go there every night, you know, because Hey, the old man had to make a special. It's like, fuck, if I take you every night, you ain't going to appreciate it. Right. So, you know, we'd go to Mackinac City the last week of June almost every year. That was our summer vacation at the Ballroom Motel. And Mackinac City has a couple of breweries now and it's much more commercialized. Back then, it wasn't as commercialized, whatever, whatever. And then, like, once or twice a week, yeah, you know, we'd go to that Dairy Queen. So, the right. Dairy Queen in Mackinac City, Michigan is my number two ice cream place now it's very very funny that you mentioned that for nostalgia reasons so growing up i had family down in the constantine kalamazoo area right yes so as i remember it and i could be wrong i don't think any of my relatives listen to this pod but maybe i might have to you know uh on facebook or text or whatever um try to fact check myself but they had an ice cream shop uh, down in the Constantine area, and that's south of Kalamazoo. And so for nostalgia reasons, we would go in there, and we would get anything we want, any amount we wanted, and I could go behind the counter and get it. There you go. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. like that was like a big deal when you're 8 to 10 years old. Oh, for sure. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, so, and I don't even know what it was called. That's the sad part at the time. It had, that's the part I got to fact check myself on, but, um, I don't know if it's still there. I could fact check that as well, but that's my number two, just because it was like, Oh, yeah, Oh, we're going to uncle Raymond's, you know? Right. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, my number three, I'm going to put my number three a smidge ahead of my number four simply because of cost. And, and again, listeners, you know, for our listeners in Zimbabwe, I'm sure you have an ice cream place that's better than this one. Share it with us. But my number three is the Merrill Daryl Merrill, Merrill Dairy Bar. For sure. I mean it's I mean it's fucking cheap, man. They have soft serve, hardcore uh hardcore. Soft serve, hard scoop, ice cream, f- many, many different flavors, uh shakes, malts, whatever. Oh yeah. And it's like there's a huge it's menu. It's fucking cheap. I mean you can get like, <laughs> right. you know, you know, uh Josh and Jamie uh two weeks ago, whatever, they picked us up. And you know, hey, we're going to get ice cream. So I'm thinking we're going to the my number four, but we're not going to my number four. We're going we're going to out Merrill. to Merrill. And it's like and it's like, well the hey, you know, gas nine ninety nine a gallon, <laughs> you drove, we'll right. buy. Yeah. And you know you know, Liz put four servings and it was like with tip fifteen bucks. Right. It's like wow. And it was fucking good. So Merrill Daryl Merrill Dairy Bar for you folks that live in Michigan, out 46, get into Merrill if you're heading west. It's on the right-hand side. Right. Phenomenal job. I mean, it's it's a, you can tell it's family-owned. Hours are not extended, but it's not like you got to go there every third Tuesday from 1 to one twenty six. Right. But, I mean, so. And it's busy. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's very, very, especially weekends. Yeah. And it's hot summer, hot summer nights in my radio. Sorry, slipped in a little bit. So, but, yeah, so that's yeah. Merrill Dairy Bar is my number three. There's three things you go into Merrill for. Sporting events at Merrill High School. Merrill Tool and Die, if you work at Merrill Tool and Die, and the Merrill Dairy Bar. There you go. <laughs> I mean, there's, those are the three things you're going to Merrill for. So, actually, it's funny. Merrill is my uh, third one. Or, so, excuse me, my fourth one. All right. My third one, and I bring this up, and it's the reason why I had this Mount Rushmore of, of, of uh, ice cream parlors slash dairy bars. Shakers in Caseville. Okay, okay. I'm, You'd have to go. I'm never. I'm not going to say I've never been to Caseville, but it, yeah, I'm not familiar. So with when you're it. driving through town, it's like that's one of the things that kind of like whoa, like that looks like that's a big deal. So we went in. It's phenomenal. So it's did you great. go? Did you go to Shakers after? After did you, okay? Yeah. yeah. At the uh, end, yep. We. I was. I had my. I had a scoop of. Uh, their uh, coffee, toffee, chocolate um, on top of a scoop of mint chocolate chip in a waffle cone. Perfect. It's fantastic. All right. So my number four is, yeah, I'm going to be biased. going to stick to home, support the locals. And it's not because even, I'm, I'm not even going to say I'm going to support the locals because I actually like the one in Midland better. But Great Lakes ice cream, 
right there on M46. Oh, yeah. Amazing flavors, which, funny, we should talk about that. Uh, segue back to segment one. Um, the Great Lakes ice cream last year or two years ago had a ghost pepper ice cream. Tried as like, oh, how hot could ice cream be? Right. And it was actually pretty hot. And then when we were in Denver, we stopped at the Blue Moon Brewing Company. And I fucking hate Blue Moon. I don't, I don't like Blue Moon at all. <laughs> Tell us how had, you feel, Mike. They had a lot of different beers. And yeah. by the way, uh, the Tuesday game we went to, Last, like I was drinking. I, I'm at Coors Field. I said, "Fuck it." You know what? I'm drinking a fucking Coors Light Tall Boys. Right. And then last call, the guy's coming up and said, "Last call, last call." I said, All right, what do you got? He said, "I got a blah 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 seltzer and a Blue Moon." And I'm like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> I said, "Well, last call." I said, ah, "My mom like Blue Moon, so give me the Blue Moon." Fuck it. And so anyway, um. But the Blue Moon Brewing Company in Denver, Colorado, had many, many beers, and they had a ghost pepper. Yeah. That fucker was hot. <laughs> I mean, it was like, wow, this is, woo. So, Couldn't even it, taste the beer or the But anyway, so yeah, so, like so flavors like that is what puts uh, mid, uh, Great Lakes Ice Cream as my number four. All right, and so my number four, I already said, is Merrill. Yep. But... My honorable mention right behind that. <clears throat> do you remember going into? Ooh, do you remember going into that ice cream parlor in Galveston? We went out to dinner that night, and we went into. And I don't think it qualifies as a as a. Everything we've mentioned so far is just strictly ice cream. Right. But this place had candy and uh, other stuff, so I didn't want to mention it. But it was really cool. Yeah, the okay. kids went yeah, in. And everybody actually, got actually, some got, uh, ice cream in Galveston. I got some vintage candies for. Um, I, uh, we got some wacky wafers. I mean, mm-hmm. spent like eight dollars for five fucking pieces of candy. But hey, it's like hey, nostalgia, right? Worth every penny. Right. But they They're had, still sitting in the they fucking had ice cream. The they had ice cream shakes, malts. Mm-hmm. They had a good old yeah. fashioned ice cream parlor yeah. bar there. And we're gonna make. We're gonna make them. I'm going to make you make that your animal mention because neither one of us can remember the name, so we can't put it on the Mount Rushmore if you right. remember the name. Right, correct. But that's my Mount Rushmore, yeah. and I hope. Yeah. So right. hey, you know, and again, like the um, best movie role, you know, wide range. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there, there may be a fucking ice cream place. One of our listeners in uh, North Dakota is like, hey, this fucking ice cream place is badass. Right. And hey. Let us know. Put it on our yeah, Facebook exactly. page. Email us. Yep. Fuck you. Oh boy. Fuck you. Fuck. All right. Well, is it that time? Yeah, it is that time. Surprisingly enough, I had no fuck you until earlier today. And. And here it is. Hey, rules are rules. I get it. Let me uh, put the listeners in our view. Listeners know in NASCAR, my guy is Ross the Boss Chastain. Number one in your program, number one in your heart, and number one as a race car driver. 
And number one watermelon Exactly. Yeah. He's number one all the way across the board. And anyway, he goes, he gets a little all wonky. Uh, they were at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but the road course version of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And like five laps in, he gets himself a lap down. I'm like, ah, fuck, whatever. All right. Hey, let's, let's go see Bill. Whatever. And then I get back home. Ross Chastain's on the lead lap. There's 12 to go. And a road, road course, 12 laps to go is a long way to go because, you know, in at Indianapolis, they oh, go Jesus. counterclockwise. Oh, and the road course goes clockwise, and there's like 28 turns, and they put them here, there, and everywhere. There's two, turn one and turn 12 were 90 degrees. And, and turn one is where my fuck you lie. <laughs> yeah, right. So, with like eight laps to go, Chastain's in like ninth, 10th, 11th place, whatever. Somebody hits the wall, causes a caution. And even the announcer, now, I, I, admittedly, I'm not resting my decision of the fuck you on an announcer because an announcer typically, basically, is you after, and I, Dave, we, we don't after know. After the they, fact. Yeah, they don't, well, not even after the fact. It's like, hey, they're fucking people watching the race don't know fucking shit about the rules and fuck them, fuck us, fuck everybody. I get it. And, you know, so they do one restart. They come in and turn run. Turn one, every you know, thirty cars, fucking door to door, bumper to bumper, wheel to wheel, side by side, coming in turn one, and you fucking literally almost have to lock them up, and there's fucking helter skelter every which way but loose, and all right, so they start it, yellow flag, right away, and the one announcer says, I wonder if anybody will take the access road around to avoid that fucking mayhem, and he doesn't say fucking obviously, but. I like to color it up a little bit. You know, I like to, you know, I wonder if any of the drivers will take the access road because as you come into turn one, there's an access road yep. and you can get back in and whatever. And I wonder if there's any um, I thought driver. that was the pit row. No, the, well, there's no. an access road to pit row and there's an access road on turn one because right. it's such a clusterfuck. Right. So, you know, green flag drops. Get into turn one, calamity reigns, yellow flag drops. So anyway, we get down to the final finish. My man Ross, the boss, Chastain, gets up there, and he can't get out of the brakes hard enough. For the final finish, he can't get out of the brakes hard enough, so he fucking shoots straight down the access road, which is further, I might add. I say it's further. It's the fucking further distance. You know, the, they, they say the... the Shortest point between two lines is whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever they say. And he fucking went way out of his way. Right. It came back out and was in the fucking lead. He led the fucking race oh. for the final one yeah. of the final three laps. Christopher Bell passed him, got the win. Fair and square, legit. Christopher Bell, Christopher Bell first. Ross Chastain second, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then it's like, they interviewed Christopher Bell in, Christopher Bell, my bad. Tyler Raddick, Christopher Bell wrecked early on, sorry. Tyler Raddick, Tyler Raddick won the race. They interview him, and he's like, yeah, we weren't sure. 
you know, we had talked in uh, strategy is like if the access route was an option, that, that that's a strategy that we may have wanted to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we weren't sure if the, the, the one car of Chastain was legal or not, whatever, whatever. And prior to that, the announcer even said, and I'm wondering one of these drivers will choose the access route to get out of the mayhem of turn one. So obviously nobody knows the fucking rules. Right. Well, apparently you can't use the, the access route to gain advantage in a position because when Ross Chastain came out of the access route. He got DQ'd. Route, he was fucking first, so he he. They say he gained an advantage by using it. He fucking drove a further distance. He didn't gain advantage over anybody. He drove a further distance, came out in the lead, and thus was penalized and finished twenty first. Oh. And and Tyler Reddick, the race, the legit race winner, because he actually passed Chastain because he wasn't sure if he was supposed to be racing Chastain or not racing Chastain or whatever. The winner of the race, like, yeah, we you know, we had talked that we we weren't sure if that was a strategy we were going to use or not. So nobody fucking knows the rules. So if nobody fucking knows the rules to your fucking event, you cannot fucking honestly tell me you're a fucking real sport. That's a fucking joke. Nobody knows the fucking announcer. Even said, yeah, I would try the access route, you know, to avoid calamity roll there because on turn one when everybody's breaking hard, it's just a clusterfuck. And then and, 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 Oh, well, there's a penalty because you can't gain position when you go. And he finishes 21st. It's a fucking absolute joke. NASCAR's a fucking joke. It's a, it, you know, he's my favorite driver because I was the first one in our, my NASCAR pool to pick him. He he got me like a third place, first half finish, single-handedly alone. So I have a soft spot in my heart for Ross Chastain. But it's like, fuck you, NASCAR. It's like, if if your fucking competitors don't even know the fucking rule of the game, how the fuck are you considering yourself a major sport? <laughs> Shit, I don't know what's going on. Hey, can he do that? I don't know. And then Denny Hamlin won a race last week. Like, yeah, your chassis's too high. You're fucking fail. You're out. For the first time since, like, 1967, a winner was disqualified. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? These guys don't know what they have to do. And then, so, Ned, so... My fuck you is the NASCAR. I was like, get your shit together. It's a fucking joke. If nobody knows the rules, make it no rules or fucking get it to the point where somebody knows your fucking rules. Right. And I thought Ooh. with uh, with NASCAR, especially last week with Hamlin and uh, two guys got. It was Hamlin Larson and, or Elliott. Uh, one of the two. I think it was one of the two. Larson, yeah. maybe. Or but, Bush. No, maybe it was Kyle Bush. One of the, well, yeah, well, no, Bush. Kyle Bush got but, ousted by yeah. Gibbs for his son, I think, Ty Gibbs. Yeah. I'm not but, sure, but whatever. Anyway, but I know Hamlin was, was the a, winner of the race and got ousted. They out. put a piece of tape over part of the front of the car, which apparently, for whatever reason, it's a nine-foot piece of tape that made it smoother on the front of the car. Now, whoever the color announcer was for this week's race, kind of like... Um, validated like because he was a he was a uh pit boss or uh, pit bosses that's not the right word yeah, no that's the casino <laughs> that's at the casino <laughs> um anyway pit crew, chief. pit crew chief he he understood like you know if you soften some of the curves on the front of an especially when they're going 100 and some miles an hour when you soften some of the curves with tape or anything else like that it does make some kind of a difference right in any event um you know, with that kind of a thing, you know, it was more of a statement last week 
with Hamlin and and you know like again we got to factor Elliot Larson. Yeah. I know Elliot. I know Hamlin was the winner that didn't win. Right, right. So um, it's kind of a statement thing. Like, hey, we give you we give you the body of the car. We tell you how you got to do it and don't mess with it. Don't touch with it. Don't do anything with it. Just fucking leave it alone. So, you know, the penalty was a statement thing saying don't do that. But this week, I just looked at that course and the fact that these drivers, do you know what I mean? They're so used to being aggressive and they can be aggressive on, you know, the mile, mile and a half, two mile tracks. And, you know. And turning left as opposed to turning right. As opposed to turning right. But you got two turns, and before the race, all the commentators were saying you got turn one, turn 12. They are 90 degrees. These guys are not going to like turning 90 degrees. They're not going to like slowing the car down that much. Plus the fact when you have a restart and you've got six cars wide going into a 90 to turn. You know, and and nobody's going to appreciate this, but there was one... I was a cross-country coach at one point. There was a course in Chesning where there was a there was a pole in the ground. And the kids, all 100 of them, 125, 90, whatever the, whatever the number was, but it was a shit ton of kids. They had to run out there probably about 150 yards, right? And all 150 kids had to turn 90 degrees around this one post. And every single damn race... We were like, there's going to at least be two kids that get trampled. Because all the kids are going to narrow down, like a hundred some odd kids are going to narrow down to one point trying to make that 90 degree turn to go in a different direction. And sure as shit, at least a couple kids would fall and get trampled. You know, and what are cross country kids wearing? Nothing. Spikes. Spikes. (laughs) They're, They're wearing spikes. So at least two kids got bloodied up. You know, which uh, made it interesting, but like it just it goes to show, like you know, you get these things right here, and I don't know if NASCAR fans can appreciate what happens right. in those turns. Well, especially in that course, and that's why I'm saying it's like, and hey, hats off to Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick won the race fair and square because he ultimately repassed Ross Chastain. Sure. So Tyler Reddick is the winner. So the winner of the but. Ross Chastain was second, gets me a $10 finish in my league in nine points, but because of the penalty, they put him at fucking 21st. Yeah. It must Bullshit. have been the last card on the lead lap or whatever. Yeah. And, it's just, you know, and so. I know what you're talking about because before the race, they were talking yeah. about, you know, this. Yeah, hey, if you can't make that you curve. You can't make the curve. It's go a longer around route. Yeah. And, that, and that's what Chastain did. He's like, and he's in the lead. Like, oh fuck yeah! Oh, there might be a penalty. NASCAR doesn't even know if Ross Chastain. Uh, we're not sure if Ross Chastain's in first or second. It's like, come on! If you don't know the rules of your own fucking sport, you fucking have problems. Right. I mean, hey, if, if I'm good with he does it, and all of a sudden the black flag comes out, it's like, hey, fucker, <laughs> you cheated out. Right. But everybody was racing him. Was like, well, he might be in the lead. I. <laughs> Maybe, don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I got to race him like he is. I, what do I, so if that's a condition of your sport where nobody fucking knows what's going on, it's I, I got to give you a big fuck you, and plus you may have cost me my NASCAR fucking points in the second half, you fucks. It, it's going to be interesting because we're talking about this right now. 
and as people listen to this podcast yeah. and in the you know in the next three or four days or whatever as they listen to it um you know you know this conversation if we're talking about right. it this conversation is going on in nascar right yeah, that, well, it, it should because <laughs> and some of the dry- hey, if everybody knows rules, that's one thing. It's like, hey, okay, you yeah. can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Hey, and you did that. That's the rule. He did it. I mean, and, and after, even the drivers in the, the post in the post race, they asked him. He said, "Hey, were you doing that for strategy?" And he looked at the announcer and he was like, "Oh, come on, Joe, whatever the announcer knew." Come on, Joe. No, I wasn't doing that. But it's like the winner of the fucking race is, hey, we weren't, yeah, we talked about that being a strategy when you get down at turn one. It's like, hey, sure, we, and we really weren't sure. So, I mean, the if, if you don't know the rules, if you, I mean, like, if me, and you start, if me and you start a sport, like, hey, we're going to do a podcast where you got to drink two beers and run around a quarter mile track clockwise the first lap counterclockwise the second half and do two push-ups and then the first time we do it everybody's gonna be like no what do we do <laughs> what are we doing again and what me and you're right. being like hey what do we say the well, there's learning this is yeah. fucking nascar if you don't know the rules fuck you well what'll be interesting is if they make this part of the rules and they give drivers they you know in the end next year years down the road they give them an option and drivers can actually choose which way to go that would be fucking awesome that would that would would be be... awesome but now that would be hard to monitor on like your straight up oval track but like and then i mean legit if you don't want them going on the access lane put a barricade up and fucking chastain's gonna hit the barricade out of the race problem solved or put the things that come up and spike your tires hey take this at you know Take this access lane. Why? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, take it, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you finished second. No, you didn't. You finished 21st. You got a penalty. You're fucking disqualified. Fucking bullshit. An absolute fucking... And, and in my There's, opinion... You know... And, and here's, the, here's the fucking thing, Dave. No, It'll go on notice because nobody gives a flying fat ass fuck about... You know, as my my buddy Jim Cornette would say, nobody gives a French fried titty fuck about NASCAR. But you know, if if it was the NFL, this would be a fucking major deal. It's like, wait a second, that wide receiver can't take that lane, turn right, oh, and come in and catch a touchdown he pass. He can't go out of bounds and turn it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah well, you, but yeah, see, that's just it. The NFL was like, well, wait a second. As soon as you go out of bounds, you're done. You can't catch a pass. Everybody knows that. Right. Well. Apparently not NASCAR. They don't know it. It's like, well, wait a second. Can he do that? I don't know. Should we race him? I don't know. Well, what? Right. Ah, let's do it. It's just like so that that's my big fuck you is NASCAR. That that's this is they wanna be I mean, they're getting sponsorships, they're getting this, they're getting that, they're making headway, they're doing this, a lot of young bucks, and you know, there's a lot of excitement. I know a lot of people find NASCAR boring, but if you actually watch it there's fucking like and like you even said you say hey i watched the race and they're coming at 200 miles an hour and they're fucking touching coming out of the corner that i mean there's fucking talent there right but then nobody fucking knows the rules come on get your shit together yeah so mine is actually from shelly my better half and she pointed this out to me and i actually when she said it i'm like 
Dang, yeah, I, I actually started noticing this. Now, I don't know if this is a condition of inflation, you know, because that's all over the news right now. Inflation, inflation, inflation. But, um, you know, when we've got construction costs skyrocketing, right? We've got fuel costs through, you know, actually they're coming back down. Right. But for a while, they were above five dollars. Mildly coming down. Now you still you still see articles about rent. You know yeah. what I mean? People with like you know anybody that rents anything, like especially um, you know housing or you know stuff like that. Um, food, you know, inflation is driving food costs through the roof. Now, if that wasn't enough. The price of salads. If you go to a restaurant and you look in the menu, what did a salad, just a basic salad, used to be? Six months ago, eight months ago. As a non-salad eater, I'm going to say salad. So you're you're talking just lettuce, couple of vegetables, and dressing. Yeah, three ninety-five. Now I'm talking about it like if somebody orders it as a meal, a salad. Like it, so it's not like a side salad. All right. So is there meat? Not yet. All right. Not yet. All right. So a meal. I'm gonna. I want three ninety nine. I'm gonna go six ninety. Okay. Right. So then, now, do you know what a salad is? No, I and don't a lot of salads. we were recently at a restaurant and we looked in the menu and a salad, like you said, lettuce, vegetables, salad dressing, twelve dollars. Yeah, that's excessive. Add some protein. Another five, so you got a seventeen dollar salad, and that's a that's that's pretty much by and large within a couple dollars here and there. That is what has happened to say. What the hell? I mean, I mean, seventeen dollar, twenty dollar salads, really? So that that fuck you is more to the economy than the because I think the restaurant business just has to do what they have to do. Well, here's the, here's the thing though, when a restaurant You've already you're already charging twenty dollars for a sirloin. You're already charging twenty some dollars for um, surf and turf, or you know what I mean. Right. Twenty three dollars, twenty. You know, can you bump that for for a consumer? Can you bump that up to thirty five? What would happen if you bumped something like that, like a surf and turf kind of a dinner, up to thirty five dollars? Nobody's gonna order that. Nobody's going to go into a restaurant and pay like an Applebee's or a, you know any food chain that I can possibly talk about. And they're not going to pay $35 for their dinner or $31. Or you know you could probably do $29.99 and maybe get away with it. Right. Right? Because you're still in the 20s. Right. But once you get into the 30s, it's like most consumers are like, <laughs> fuck that. I'm not paying $30. You know what I mean? I'm not right. at a four-star restaurant here at Applebee's. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So where do where do restaurants typically make up their margin if they have to make up somewhere else? Soda? The, yeah, the, yeah. Pop? Beer. Beer. And the, the other thing you were talking about, you said salads. You already, you already went to $3.99, right. $6.99, yeah. whatever. Now we're going to make our salads $12.99, but... You know, it's not twenty dollars for a salad yet, because I think if you got it, if you had a twenty-five dollar salad, even yeah. if it had chicken on it, would you buy it? No, hell no. So the fuck you was to all the restaurants out there taking their salads up to you know up into the near twenty dollar range. 
you know, if you want to have a little couple strips of grilled chicken on top of your lettuce and your vegetables and your salad dressing. I can deal with that. All right. So, but, but hey. You're not yeah, a salad yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. So let's exactly. learn. Fuck you. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trump your fuck you with my fuck you. I ain't getting no fucking salad. <laughs> But hey, that's a legit point if you're a salad, because like Liz loves the old um, salad wedge. Now I don't know what those go for, but like a, right. I mean, and that that's fucking cool. Where like they almost like somebody in the back is just like chopping off a head of lettuce, and you right. get that big fucking thing, and it's drizzled with ranch dressing and bacon bits. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's that's probably a fourteen ninety nine salad, and it's, <laughs> it's it's worth like a nickel. <laughs> But yeah, I get you know, so. But yeah, hey, the, you know, and that's what's the beauty of this pod is like. Well, <clears throat> you know, one man goose is another man's gander. Whatever, however the fuck is it? Like, you know, because I, I can fucking beat your. Just like hey, oh my my biggest fear is, you know, everybody laughs at me. My biggest fear is death. Well, okay. Well, I mean, you know what? My biggest fear is sharks. Okay. Well, stay out of the water. <laughs> what, what's your what's your advice to me? Not die? Yeah, because I'm dying. I'm 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 thinking I'm dying. So I'm like, well, yeah, but still, I I'm I'm a fucking afraid of sharks. Okay, well, stay out of the water. <laughs> you know, hey, your fear is solved. I'm afraid of dying. How are you gonna help me? But anyway, so but yeah, I but it's a legit bitch. I mean, yeah. if you're a salad eater, they're gonna fucking gorge you for if you're trying to 12, if you're 13, trying to stay dollars. healthy and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So all right. All right, Dave, I think it's time to rake Blizzy. I think it is, too. All right. You're up. And I'm not 100% sure as far as actual taste goes. Yeah. It's deserving of the rating I'm going to give it. But uniqueness is what is like, wow, this is not really what I was expecting. And it's very flavorful. So I'm not 100% sure it's worthy of 4.24, but I'm going to give it a 4.24 for the simple fact that it had excellent taste and it was not what I was expecting. There you go. 4.15 for David. So, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm at risk of being redundant, but I will be anyway. I mean, this was just what we said. It's like, okay, it's like, this isn't what we're expecting. You were expecting something very sour. Oh. I'm like a double hazy IPA, so this is like going to be your typical hazy. It's like, um, it no, like, wait a second. This is a milkshake, and it's what? like, wow, this is very good. And like, and yeah, loved it. So, and, you know, so we're above our, on, which is weird. I, we had two oozle finches. Uh, first one had 136 check-ins. This one has 442 check-ins. And they all come in at 3.71. So we were under on the real beer. We're over on the Blizzy. But yeah, so. What was the me, rating on this? 3.71, just like the first one. That's that, crazy. Yeah, that's, that's very low because, I mean, if for no other... Unless, the, unless with some Raiders, I mean, the uniqueness might be like, oh, well, that... Well, it doesn't I, I taste like a... Yeah, I wasn't... Honestly, it does not taste like a beer. No, it doesn't. It, it, there's no... I mean, there's no double... I mean, especially when you see double... What does the can say? I don't know. What... 
I mean, double hazy India pale ale with strawberry, vanilla, and lactose. But there's no fucking double haze. There's no double hazy in this motherfucker (laughs) at all. There's not. Right. But yet it's like, wow, this is fucking good. (laughs) It it is legitimately the definition of a dessert. It's a fruited milkshake style blizzy. Yeah. All right. Well, Dave, as I look down the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home. But you got to get the heck up out of here. I love you, Mom. (laughs) 